You are listening to the Ingredients for Success podcast, where you can consume dietary supplement industry best practices, trends, recent news, and other insights provided through interviews and discussions with members of the Stratum team and seasoned industry execs. Welcome back to Ingredients for Success. I'm Andrew Rice. I'm here again with Dr. Christopher Bailey. It always sounds a lot more professional when I say your name that way instead of Chris. Um, He is the senior research scientist, uh, clinical lead at Stratum. We just did a podcast together um, literally like 10 minutes ago because we're recording these uh, in in a short amount of time here today. Um, and so welcome back, man. It's Thank been you. a while, been a while since I've seen you <laughs> like a few minutes. Um, and so in the last, in the last episode, we talked about getting to the deep fake video topic and also discussing, uh, flavoring systems. We talked about that in that last one. And so, um, but I thought maybe before we went into that, we would, kind of talk about why we are doing this type of podcast layout or format. Um, so I've been in this space now for like a year and like five months, but it feels like a long time. Like you have in order to like really do this job, especially well within every one of our, within every one of our roles, I feel like, you just have to absorb as much as, as you can when you get in a new industry. And so some yeah, of it is a little a bit overload. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's where I lean on guys like you to be able to kind of steer me the right way. But I felt like having a podcast with this format, we've got a science guy. We've got a marketer. Sometimes those two may not play nicely, uh, but I think both of us respect what each other does. Yep. And um, we... we um, know that uh, the importance of of our roles with the with in stratum but also just in general so i feel like that's why we wanted to have this podcast right yep yeah (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i think i think uh we're gonna once again if you listen to the last podcast you'll you'll kind of realize what the trend is here with this one and we're really going to be looking at what's going on in the news uh, not just nutraceutical news, but other ones. And, and one of the first topics here is not necessarily in our news, in our industry, but I think we're going to kind of... We're going to find a way back. to tie it back in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're going to find a way to tie it back in because we thought it was a little bit crazy. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get going, man. We, okay. we ready? Yeah. Okay. So, deep fake videos. Like... I actually have seen them. I didn't know they were called that until I was listening to, I don't know if I should say this, but uh, NPR the other day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, there was a there was an episode or there was a guest speaker talking about it. And um, anyway, I thought it would be, you know, I, instantly, you know, you kind of, when you hear news and stuff, sometimes you go back and you're like, wow, how would that actually apply like what's going to happen with that technology and then like how's that going to apply in life but in my industry and you kind of go down the the road of like how how is that going to play out how is that technology going to play out so anyway i thought it'd be an interesting topic 
Yeah, what for I think for consumers, that's you know another area that they worry about trust, right, and authenticity of products and who's speaking about them. And if you go back to years ago when people used to send spam just by hand, and, right. uh, yeah. and then it became automated, and now it's really all bots and everything. But so, do you think there was like carrier pigeon spam? No, but I there were there. I'm sure there were people that were you know, drafting up and putting a million people on BCC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah. mass mailing that way and just copy-pasting uh, from different lists. But I think that this is just another area that people worry about. You know, are they getting the product they're supposed to be getting or are they getting the advice from the person who's, is it really that person? Right. And there still are a lot of ads, but you'll see pop-ups for uh, any type of consumer product, which can include supplements, but, you know, of a celebrity transformation, right? From before a movie, and then now this is how they got prepared for this role, and it's very doubtful that the actor is really endorsing or actress is endorsing a given product. Right. Um, and uh, usually they're just fly-by-night companies, uh, you know, appropriating their likeness or right. um, making up quotes for them to right. support whatever they're selling. And I think that this kind of video modification is just the next step. I do too. Yeah. And instantly when I heard it, I was like, okay, that's going to be spam in like a couple years when people figure it out. Cause the technology is there from the episode or f from the deal I was listening to, like the technology is like totally there. I think it was Gizmodo had an article and it was, you know, two years ago, you know, if you would ask somebody in that particular space, like, like how difficult would this be to, and really like you're talking about government issues, this swaying political decisions and vote, you know, that whole thing. But then just like every, well, let's deep fake videos, just in case you're listening, you don't really know what that is. We'll just backtrack all the way and we'll put it in reverse so if you don't know what they are it's basically when you've seen um the overdubs like the nfl like those uh you know, not memes but those videos that were out there where it's like got all the nfl players and then they're dubbing the the voices with what the you know the mouth as the mouth moves or whatever so essentially it's a way where it's sinking the the voice um and what's being said with the mouse mouth as it moves but it's a software so like literally you could have the president speaking and you could really have him saying whatever you kind of wanted him to be right. saying at that point which is scary i think the example uh in the post that i put on linkedin the other day was uh, i can't remember who it was a political figure of some kind but anyway, so that's what deepfake video is. And then, you know, just like, so I feel like, just like you mentioned with emails, and then like with emails, everybody's like, oh yeah, I can use email. It's actually this thing I can use. And then what comes next? Marketers figure out how to spam people. Like, so like marketers are going to gravitate. So when something launches, like Facebook, Facebook launches, what comes right, what follows suit? Well, advertisers and marketers yep. and 
I am a marketer, so I would like to say that I don't do that. But you do. You have to jump on what is current and where the users are, where the consumers are. And so they kind of, marketers can kind of exploit all these new channels or mediums. So anyway, so what's the, what are the odds and how long is it going to take before people, not just within our space, but are using it to market? I think as, as, as it becomes more accessible and lower cost for people to do, it's, it's going to become more and more common, but I'm not sure exactly how long that will take. I'm not sure about the software, how easy it is to yeah. access and work with, but as that becomes a lower and lower barrier to entry from a technical and a cost standpoint, I think we'll definitely see it, especially with companies that uh, are just selling one product and mm. want to make that successful and then they hop on to the next big trend. And mm. But I think for more established companies, uh, it's going to be shot away from for a long time right. uh, unless there's another use for it that uh, makes it more legitimate. Yeah, and I mean, I guess with every kind of bad technology there could uh, or use of technology there could be you know there could be ways to use it for the good you know i could see where you could make some sort of funny video using the right. software um I, I see that you could do that probably like for influencer marketing especially you know for the less um ethical companies that are out there hopefully well we all know they're out there um that's kind of maybe where they would use that for sure. Influencer marketing, like, hi, I'm so-and-so and and, you know, I'm a Hollywood movie star and I endorse this, (laughs) I endorse (laughs) this water pod or whatever. Right. So anyway, I thought it was cool. So I guess keep your eye out for deep fake videos. Be mindful that they are out there and pretty soon you're not going to be able to even, trust any form of media unless i guess everything you read on the internet's true anyway right i don't know so um okay we've probably exhausted that topic okay delivery and flavoring systems we mentioned that in the last episode i'm going to try to talk less and have you talk more so um this is definitely something I can't really talk too much about, but I do know that you went to a trade show recently. Yep, the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Show in Las Vegas. Okay, and you met a company. Yeah, Ghost Lifestyle. Ghost Lifestyle, and you're wearing their hat right now, which yeah. is funny. Um, that's a I love their branding, by the way. So props, mad props. Can I say that? At 38, mad props? I think you can. Okay. You can get away with it. So mad props to Ghost on their branding. I think they did a phenomenal job. It's like fresh, unique in the space. It's like the packaging, the, the labeling, everything. the branding. Yeah, we're looking at a... Yeah, they have here? the amino acid powder uh, that they just launched. Um, so at the Olympia, they had a event um, at a store called 12AM Run. And it's okay. launching two new flavors of their amino acid product. So it's the uh, Sour Patch Kids flavor. Uh, watermelon, I think. Yeah, like watermelon. watermelon. My kids eat Sour Patch, so it looked familiar. Yeah, and watermelon. then the other one is Swedish Fish. Mm-hmm. And so what the, what's unique about them is that they're licensing 
flavors from candy companies that everyone recognizes and using that in pre-workout or post-workout and their supplements. Um, so they're really well known for their flavoring. Uh, this is the first time I've bought any of their products, but I bought both the Swedish Fish and Sour Patch. And I haven't tried the Swedish Fish yet, but Sour Patch Kids is on point. Good, on point. Yeah. All right. So what the, okay, so the cool thing about this is that it's a nutraceutical right. product, but it's like using, you know, flavoring from, although very tasty, probably not the healthiest decision, you know, for a snack. Right. So it's kind of cool that they're combining those two. Now there's no, so I'm not a science guy. That's why we do this together. So there's no, uh, like sugar, like anything bad for you in this flavoring. It no, just it's zero sugar. Like yeah. So what they do is they, they take the flavoring formula and they probably bring it to a flavoring house and maybe the flavoring companies that work with the candy company after they license it shares that detail with the flavoring company that the supplement company is using and mm. uh, figure out the right combination of sweeteners and uh, colorings or uh, preservatives that make up the uh, candy flavor uh, and give that customer the same experience and they probably do a lot of pilot testing uh, or a lot of prototype and just sampling um, amongst their employees to see how close it is um, but it's, can we start doing that yeah we could that start yeah we could start sampling some on the show and uh, see what we think just come um, up with our own flavors like just okay let's let's put that on our list of things to do yeah some combinations though are, are really hard to to match um, some of the dessert flavors I think are are especially if they're creamy and things like that, um, just really hard to replicate. Uh, but more and more, I think these contract manufacturers and flavoring companies are being asked to uh, come very close to commercial food products and reminding customers of what they taste like. And uh, the sports nutrition realm, the flavors are just much more out there. I mean, it used to be just your... Berry, vanilla, chocolate, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. strawberry, but you know now you're getting pumpkin pie and pumpkin spice, and because uh, it's Halloween's coming up, and you gotta have a pumpkin spice, right? Right, yep. and the demand for that in coffee, I think, is just gonna keep going up every year. But now uh, in supplements, we're starting to see a lot of the same flavor trends that were first in food are being adopted in nutraceuticals. I like it. I like it. Are there any other flavor profile trends or things that that are out there we want to discuss or do you just want to move on to the next topic and get back to that another day? In the energy drinks, I think there's also a lot of uh Oh yeah, you mentioned that. flavor styles that you know, 10 years ago you probably wouldn't have seen pina colada, uh cotton candy, um Blue raspberry is a very popular one. Margarita? Is there a margarita? There is a, there's a margarita amino acid product oh, wow. uh, by Cyvation. It's, um, uh, I believe it's their branch chain amino acid, and that's really good too. Um, and then there's also some protein products that are really trying to capture uh, dessert flavor or get into... Um, 
a space that's in between a food and a supplement because the taste is so similar to food and it provides a lot of nutritional benefits and um, there are high protein foods that I think is what we're maybe covering next, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, what's a supplement and what's a food and yeah, kind of like with energy drinks, how it's, it's become pretty blurry. Mm. Okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah, let's get on then to, to the, that topic. Um, so you have come to the table, literally we're at a table. So you come to the table today with a few, uh, protein delivery formats, unique protein. Yeah. Is there, okay. So there's, uh, both in, in how they're delivered and also the types of protein. So, uh, the last expo East, uh, there were, um, not this 2018, but 2017, uh, there were a couple of companies that had insect protein. They have what? Insect Excuse protein. Me? Like Cricket. insect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like bugs. Yep. Wow. Uh, and those tasted pretty good. They had sriracha flavored ones and, uh, I definitely need a little bit of seasoning with insect protein. Yeah. You're going to have to need have something, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then there's past. companies working on, um, flour for that and I think there's now tortilla chips that are higher in protein and they substitute out some of the flour for cricket protein powder um, of course there's a, a company uh, instead of using whey protein they're using a salmon protein um, hydrosolate I think and it's a powder mm. um, and bodybuilders have always used a lot of different uh, protein sources uh, you know, tilapia, meat, fish, but this is pretty unique in that for a supplement or a meal replacement powder to have fish protein, mm -hmm. um, that's definitely not something you see every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's plant proteins, uh, like ahi flour. Well, that's a plant source. Oh, not a, protein, but, but, ahi uh, flour. plant but, sourced omega. Yeah. Right? So we could put that in some chips. Yeah, possibly. you could do that, or you could have it as a as a you know mix into a dip or something, or uh, some kind of seasoning. Um, but yeah, then there's also uh, so with the protein chips. Yeah, we could have ahi flour, guacamole. <laughs> Is that where we're going with it? Yeah, we'd okay. have to do some prototyping uh, there. All right, but dang prototyping. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, and then, so you had mentioned to me the chocolate covered almonds with protein. Yeah. Like don't, so, nuts already have? Yeah. So almonds already, uh, are a good source of protein, but, uh, Optimum Nutrition has these, uh, protein coated, chocolate coated, uh, almonds in different flavors. So, um, I've tried the jalapeno ones, which are really good. They also have, uh, just a regular chocolate. I think they have a peanut butter one and maybe a cinnamon one um, or a cinnamon bun. But they have a couple of flavors of that, and those are really good. And those come in individual. Maybe they should do cinnamon. They could go to them and get that flavor right. profile, just like we learned that Ghost is doing. Yeah, license the yeah, the official right. thing and yeah. get people to remember the good times. Maybe we should talk to them about that. <laughs> Um, and okay. then the other one is, um, on those high protein chips, like the, the ones using cricket, 
uh, Quest Nutrition has these tortilla style chips, uh, nacho cheese flavor, ranch, and they just launched chili lime flavor, which I ordered on Monday. Uh, I haven't tried those, those yeah, but yeah. the nacho cheese ones are my favorite so far. Uh, they definitely have that um, consistency and texture to them that tortilla chips should have. Um, Quest has had in the past, and they still sell them, some other uh, kind of uh, protein chips that are more like potato chips in their shape and texture. Um, but the tortilla chips is their, their newest launch um, in terms of protein-rich products. And then so lot what's it? So the the chips that you were talking about was that chirps chirps? Yeah, chirps, chirps. And, chips? I, and I think those were on on Shark Tank maybe. Um, Ooh, I love me some Shark Tank. I didn't see that one. Yeah, there was there was one episode of Shark Tank using some insect based protein, but I think that's going to grow as insect farming. That's what you call it, or. Raising yeah. insects yeah, like, becomes yeah, more. Yeah, there's like insect farming is a thing. I didn't realize that. Like, I went to Paleo FX a couple years ago. We're going around, you know, the boost or whatever. And yeah, I had no idea until I came across. I don't even remember what brand it was. I don't remember what brand it was. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Uh, and yeah, like he was telling me all about the the cricket farming and and uh, yeah, they, they were blending it up into like a powder. Right. Um, you know, for to use in soup. I don't even remember what exactly it was, but I was like, oh, well, so there's, there's like cattle, livestock farming, and then cricket farming, and lots of farming. So I think. And yeah. cricket farming has been around for a while, but mostly not as a human food source, but um, for raising reptiles, a lot of people have cricket oh, colonies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Totally. And there's lots of different sizes of crickets depending on. <laughs> We could go How on big about a reptile crickets. you're feeding. How much do you know about crickets? Uh, not not too much, except uh, you're gonna surprise me. You always do. Like you really know a lot. I've had I've had <laughs> a bunch escape in my house once when I was oh. growing up. When I was oh, because you had reptiles. Lizards. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What kind of yeah. lizards do you have? I had leopard geckos and oh, yeah. uh, two right. Australian monitor lizards. And like, they I think ate a they're cool, but I was I've always been too freaked out by reptiles and just in general. The insects are scarier. <laughs> really? Yeah. They're it's, just creepy, it's, creepier, but... Well, it's just you don't want them to get out of the cage and make a mess everywhere. and you know. Uh, yeah, but if a snake gets out of a cage and it wraps itself around your neck while you're sleeping, you, you're dead. If some crickets get out, like you just hear some noises <laughs> all night. And That's it's true. Yeah. Now, if you have geckos, I guess they're not going to do anything. Yeah, they're, they're really harmless. Okay. Is there a poisonous gecko? Anyway, I don't think we, so. But. We digress. <laughs> we get into these conversations. Okay. Um, then you had, okay, so moving on, protein, ice cream. There was some. Yeah, Blackstone Labs has uh, some ice cream called Isocream using whey protein, I believe. And I think with really popular ice cream or ice cream alternatives, like um, Halo Top, uh, more and more we'll see the sports nutrition and nutraceutical space start to enter into ice cream or ice cream-like products, depending on how they're labeled and um, 
what the ingredients are. There might be a, a regulatory definition of what is or what is an ice cream. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to become more and more popular, especially as um, you know they get to work out shipping or retail distribution. I think they they sell it direct online. They might have some retail locations, but that is probably the one barrier for more nutraceutical companies getting into protein ice cream is just having to ship it uh, on dry chain ice. Yeah, issues. Gotcha. No, I mean I think that's that's totally cool. I think it's a great concept, and it's it's just crazy how many. I mean, just when you think like, oh wow, that's a cool idea, and I mean, there's another one to, to follow suit. There's just, I think our space is growing so fast, and there's a lot, lot more. I think movers and shakers, and I just read a post by a good friend Yadim uh, Mador with Pure Brands, and he was just talking about the millennials in the space, and and um, but it was written in a positive light, which most articles <laughs> on millennials I don't feel like are are too positive. Are you a millennial? I think so. How old are you? 29 yeah you're totally a millennial so yeah i'm right above millennial i feel like i kind of you know as a marketer you have to be whoever yeah that's right trying to market to right so that's right you can you can be a millennial Uh, yeah i kind of want to be a millennial you know what i mean based on yadim's article i totally do like you know talking about all the disruptors in the industry and that's really why i brought it up because it's just like all the i mean there's just a lot of disruption happening right now and with you know a lot of that is in the form of new products um, or it's flavor profiles or it's, you know, how they're tying that to something sustainable or something, um, you know, that is more environmentally conscious or whatever it is. Like, I feel like it's, it's an exciting time, I think, to be in this space. Um, of course, I didn't know the time before because I'm so new, but I hear that it was rough at times. But now it's like... It's, Growing well, like crazy. Both, we got people like, yeah. you know, we've got tons of people getting involved in this space, which is pretty cool. So, both supplements and foods, I think, draw from each other inspiration. And what's popular in foods may eventually become popular in supplements, or maybe it was first popular in supplements and it gets into food. And I think we'll see a lot of that as different innovators bring new concepts that they'll be adopted mm-hmm. into the other side as well. Mm-hmm. yep okay all right so we're gonna wrap it up but if we were gonna talk to brands out there today what like based on what we've discussed in this episode what would be some advice or things that we could encourage them to look at or explore or whatever so we've talked about deliver different uh forms of protein Stepping outside of your comfort zone and and looking at not just your competitors, but looking at totally different markets and what's successful there and how you can incorporate Mm. that um, where you're not even competing against anyone else in your space because you're bringing something that no one else has, right? Maybe it's an exclusive deal or licensing or flavor um, that makes you stand out um, and you don't have to worry about someone else because... right you've got an experience for the customer that people can't copy. So pioneer it, pioneer something, you know, don't be afraid to shake it up a bit, disrupt it a, a bit. Don't go into deep fake videos. We talked about deep fake videos, probably not a good time. 
yet, right? Yeah. Unless we talked about it, it was like used for good, right? So don't be unethical and use deep fake videos with politicians or whatever. That's probably good sound advice maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and then we talked about the flavor profiles. Right. And so, protein and yep. protein's definitely not going away anytime soon. So well, we need protein, I feel like, right? Our yep. bodies may need some protein to live to survive <laughs> so anyway so yeah hopefully you got something out of this um thanks for coming on to the episode again and we're going to do more of these so yeah thanks for coming on chris so dr christopher bailey here at stratum um and myself hope you have a good one thanks for tuning in again and i'm not sure what we're going to be talking about next time but i'm sure it will be interesting or at least for us. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We'll see. You. Take care. You've been listening to the Stratum Ingredients for Success podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.